Happy New Year. What is up, everyone? This is Press X to Start Podcast, a special one. We are doing our 2021 Games of the Year. So Press X to Start Podcast, in case you don't know, is a podcast that is an audio and video platform seeking to transform the video game media landscape through an underserved and protected point of view. We believe in restorative justice for the unrepresented programmers, developers, and consumers. I am your host on this lovely, lovely occasion, DJ, a.k.a. Sexy Bad it's your boy Marcus, aka Dark Kent. Uh, it's your boy Jordan, aka JX Spot. I'm Avery. Let's move on. <laughs> it is not your boy Sean MF Ross. <laughs> wait, wait. What the MF stand for? We'll find out this year on the next episode of Press <laughs> Start. <laughs> not your boy. I am. The barrister of Baltimore, Douglas Nivens. What's up, everybody? This is Cameron, a.k.a. In the Trenches. (laughs) (laughs) In the ghetto. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this is this is literally all of us. Um, We don't do this very often. Even last year when we did our games of the year, it was only four of us. So. Uh, we did something a little special this year. We got everyone on the the mics and the videos. So if you are listening to this, you are severely missing out because there will be jokes. There will be um, fingers pointed. Uh, there will be laughter. We had a bunch of laughter before recording. So yeah, okay. So we are pretty much just going to talk about the games uh, that we have enjoyed this year. Um, I'm going to start off. So if you know me, you know that I have been yelling from the rooftops about how I want my SSX back. And Jordan has been saying how like, well, you know, there's there's Game Pass. And I'm like, I don't have Game Pass, Jordan. So Ubisoft heard me and was like, <laughs> a weird we got a game for you. They called it Writer's Republic. Uh, so this game, I, I consider this my like best game in game design because I absolutely love what was presented and how seamless you can go between the different sports if you don't know what rise republic is it's a extreme sports game so you can snowboard you can um be bmx like mountain bike kind of stuff um you can do like rocket wing stuff you can do squirrel suits squeaky uh squeak squeaker squeaking jaguars no kidding so there's a bunch of stuff you could do and it's spread out across this giant open world map like you can you can fast travel to a point to do the thing or you can just get your way there through either rocket wing or like snowboarding it's super cool they have uh, skates no not yet not yet hopefully not one, uh, they did that game before. It was <laughs> called steep wait in light no no aggressive inline was the was the isn't steep about t Well, no, Steep was the Ubisoft game made by this same, <laughs> the same team that was about winter sports. I'll see myself out. Yeah, yeah. Don't <laughs> 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 no worry, I made a frame without Marcus, so we can continue. <laughs> but um, yeah, as Avery was saying, that this is made by the same studio or same like developers that made Steep. So right then and there, I immediately had like, you know, growing pains because I didn't like playing Steep. I didn't like how it was controlled or how it controlled. But um, really love this game. It took me a while to like, you know, really get down the controls and really just ingrain myself with how this game wants you to play. Absolutely love it. Uh, my next game is Ratchet and Clank: A Rift Apart. Um, 
this is for me, okay. this was the showcase of the entire year in terms of like best looking game. Like, wow. yeah, it's, I don't know. It's an amazing game. It's, it's one of those, like the, it's hard. It's hard to describe. It's, it's, Everyone looked at him like, oh, it's just another Ratchet and Clank game, which is, you know, it's like, oh, it's another Uncharted game. They're all really good games. Like, they're yeah. solid. And this one just looks super pretty. Um, my next game is Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> so uh, if you remember any of the cast, I was a little down on this game because a lot of people were saying like, oh, my God, this game story is really good, really great. And I was of the mind of like, ah, well, is it good? Because everyone is just like, this is better than Marvel's Avengers, or is this good because the game is good? Also, and I was really stories. I, hey, reading man, let me tell you. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was very much of the opinion of like I'm just gonna skip this one. And actually, Avery was the one person to like really convince me to play it. And I played it, and the story is amazing. Those people were absolutely right. This game's story is amazing, despite its uh, choices in gameplay. But. Um, yeah, so those are my three games. My honorable mention is a little game, guys, called Gundam Battle Operations 2 Code Fairy. <laughs> I was waiting to hear about Gundam. I was so oh, waiting. Please continue. This is his list. Let him talk his shit. Let him talk his shit. Let, let him do so, it. Live your truth. <laughs> it was a toss-up between this Gundam Battle Operations 2 proper or Genshin Impact. Uh, I chose you this didn't game. pick Genshin Impact. All well, terrible yeah. games. Wow. Excuse oh me. God, here we go. <laughs> right. It's like a rap. So I picked this between be- trash and trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, can't wait till we get to your uh, your games, camera. <laughs> 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 but yeah, um, I, I picked this because one, this game actually came out this year. Uh, at the start of this year, I had no idea this was even being developed or anything like that. They just kind of put out the trailer and it was just like, what is this? Like, Gundam Battle Operations 2 is a, for all intents and purposes, an indie game, like, B-level indie game. And the fact that they've made right. so much money where they're able to put out a single-player game is just like, oh my god, like, this is insane. And the the game itself was actually really, really good. Like... I, the one thing I really like about Gundam is that they do a good job of both sizing the war that happens in the Universal Century timeline, the original Gundam stuff. And in this game, you play as essentially the bad guys and you are essentially behind enemy lines. And it's like, what's going on with these group of people? Like, what are they trying to do? What's their objective? And overall, I think the story was really well done. So those are my games of the year. Marcus. All right. Well, uh, my first choice for game of the year is It Takes Two, which I feel takes the cake in terms of best game design. You want to talk about game design? That is multiple games in one and possibly the best co-op experience I've had in like five years. I think that that game does co-op better than some AAA games. And I think that that was really impressive and especially as the game progresses and goes on the crazier things get the more awe-inspiring it is so that game took me on a journey that no other game this year took me on next up i'd say life is strange true colors just purely because of the narrative um i think that that game in terms of the way that it uses its characters and the way that it 
uses its gameplay to tell its story is heads and shoulders above everything else that I played this year. Um, I think that it's also the best Life is Strange game that they've done. And I look forward to seeing where Avery, what was the studio again? Oh, well, this is the weird thing. Uh, Dot Nod is no longer doing Life is Strange games right now. Right. It's now Deck Nine doing the Life is Strange games. There we go. I look forward to seeing if they have more down the pipe. I think that um, Deck Nine, I look forward to seeing what they do with Life is Strange because True Colors was one hell of a first entry. Next up, I'm going with Kennebridge of Spirits just because of the way that it was punching above its weight class because this game is definitely... No, Kenneth, Kenneth definitely deserves to be out there. Yeah. I would have had it on mine. It's just at the it, ball, the end. Kenneth in my top ten. I think it's in my top five. I'd have to check. The main reason I'm putting Kenna here is because it's a game that grew on me supremely. I remember going into the game and being like, man, this is what people was talking about. And then you get to the point where you get to the open world and seeing how much scope the game has and the way that it really does a good job of cutting that in between between Pixar movie and Dark Souls game was really impressive to me. And then finding out that this was like a really small studio working on this game and seeing what they were able to do with that I amount of people. Like 20 people. Yeah. It was like a team of 11 people. I looked it up. They had some support studio stuff not, mm-hmm. not on the back end, but like the core team is like a link 11 to 18. Yeah. Okay. So like I said, punching above their weight class, I was very impressed with what they were able to do with this game. And for a first outing, this is great. And I look forward to yeah. seeing where they go with that. And then if I got to give an honorable mention, it goes to Ratchet and Clank because, I mean, duh. I, it's a, I, And I say that as somebody who wasn't a Ratchet and Clank fan. You know, growing right. up, right. it's like the Bloods and the Crips. You were either a Jax fan or a Ratchet and Clank fan. fan. And, and I grew up with Jax and Daxter. Mm-hmm. So this... Was the second Ratchet and Clank gang that I played. The first one was the 2016 one with the movie tie-in, um, and I thought that was pretty was, cool. That was that was kind of like a reboot. It was a, it was a, it was a yeah, very yeah. strong reboot yeah. of the original game. So it was it was like a good game, but Rift Apart, the way that it utilized like next gen graphics as well as next gen like gameplay and frame rate was really impressive, and it was just a good time. The story they told was really good. I loved the characters in it. And just the way that they use the when the dimensions would break down and you saw just what was coming in and out of the screen. It was wild. So, um, yeah, those are my games of the year. Well, this is JX Fox coming in hard. Um, Phrasing. It's been one hell of a year (laughs) for Xbox. And my game of the year is Halo Infinite. Uh, out of all the shooters that came out this year, it was one of the only ones that was able to have both a multiplayer and a single player that exceeded and seeing where they were in that series and how much work needed to be done to ensure that the game was good for both new players and old players, especially 30 year old dudes. Um, Yeah, it was a monumental task. They had to bring it back and they were able to do it. You know, the gameplay is great. They went back to the core formula of what makes Halo fun and they were able to salvage a fairly uh poor narrative after halo 5 so hats off three four three and we'll see how halo infinite develops over the next how many years they plan on keeping it until the next one comes out uh, my second game is psychonauts 2 uh in terms of narrative i played psychonauts 1 for the first time this year 
Um, I now understood what the hype was. As I said in my previous reviews of the game, it does go into mental health in a fairly respectable way in terms of boundaries, in terms of concepts like perfectionism, anxiety. Yeah, I, I, I think um, Double Fine created a, a, a new voice for those that, you know, have mental health hurdles, essentially. Um, it didn't, like, um, placate towards those groups. But, you know, it was it was respectful and also fun too. one. I mean, the voice acting was great. Jack Black was in it. And um, in terms of like where it ended, I felt fairly satisfied. I don't think we'll see a Psychonauts 3 anytime soon. But, you know, after like a 15 year gap, they were able to bring it back, which is pretty great on their part. Additionally, I might, did, they, mm-hmm. did they set up anything for like a possible Psychonauts 3 or was it just like it ended? I mean, it just kind of ended for the most part. Like there was a major character that um, had an unresolved issue that was on the PS VR version of that game um, oh. that they were able to hammer out. So, yeah, like it, that, that game, that whole series is all over the place, but it ended fairly strong. And I'm, I'm interested to see what Double Fine does next. Okay. Uh, my next game is Forza Horizon 5. Uh, Forza Horizon 4 was on my 2018 uh, list. I think it was below Spider-Man. I think it was number four. The trend God, continues. Man, trend continues. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I keep on telling, like, uh, when I when I see the making of that game, there are some heavy hitters in that studio who were developers of some of the better racing games of not just last generation, but the uh, seventh generation for the 360 and PS3. Mm. That being Blizzard Creations with the Project Gotham series and Blur. Um, that being uh, Black Box uh, with the Need for Speed and also Criterion also with the Burnout series. A lot of those developers are in Playground games. So Playground is just that racing studio in the club just sitting with that thing on it in the back. It knows what it's doing. <laughs> um, and finally, honorable mention would have to be uh, Hitman 3. Uh, I was a big mm. fan of Hitman series all the way from, I think Hitman 1 and 2 came out back on the Xbox One and PS4. But um, yeah, like in terms of a sandbox puzzle shooter, that is the game to go. And um, now that IO has inherited the James Bond license, I'm very interested in seeing how what? they, you know, bring that forward mm-hmm. because they have one hell of a Yeah, they oh. are they are making the next James Bond game. Sounds like someone doesn't in. listen to the podcast. <laughs> I mean, you should have known that a long time ago. <laughs> Cam ain't heard our voices in a brick. <laughs> <laughs> not since the Guardians of the Galaxy review. Marcus, about three months. I can't hear you. No, you're right. I did. I, I don't hear you. <laughs> but that's my list. Okay, let's get it. Uh, <laughs> my my honorable mention is Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, that was a game that I I've said it when we did the review. The Guardians of the Galaxy were probably my favorite Marvel property of the last ten years, ignoring the X Men. So I'm the target audience for literally anything with those characters. That being said, I hate the movie iteration of these characters. So this game was going to be a tough sell for me. And I started playing it and I was like, wait a minute. These characters have way more depth and personality and emotion than anything I've seen in the MCU version of these characters. We just proliferated through all, all Guardians of the Galaxy Media. And this game sold me on its fantastic narrative, which is also like... It just uses the face of the MCU version, but then just goes into like the deepest comic book lore that you can think of when you think Gardens of the Galaxy. And it's yeah, they do have some deep happy. cuts in there. I'm just saying, I mean, Nikki Golden is not something I expected to see in anything, but that's the thing that happened. Uh, so my uh, third game in my game of the year list would be Deathloop. 
which is a game that mm. I'm a big Arcane fan. Like when no one was playing Dishonored, I was sitting there in my dark room playing oh, I Dishonored. You the show. <laughs> my bad. I was testing Dishonored. <laughs> Uh, when Dishonored 2 came out and everyone was talking about how great that game was, I was sitting there going like, yeah, that game is fucking amazing. Everyone should play the Clockwork Mansion. And then when they did Prey, which is a sequel to a random Bethesda game, and they just made it a space Dishonored, I'm like, this game is fantastic. Poorly designed, you can break it in the first 10 minutes, but this is a fantastic game. Uh, so when they announced Deathloop, I was like, huh, what the hell is this game? I'm in it because it's arcane. And at this point, they haven't actually, they have. It's called Wolfenstein Youngblood. But I don't blame them. I blame Bethesda for that one. Uh, but yeah, what is arcane? Uh, Steve me wrong. So after seeing that game in every press conference for about a year and a half, I sat down and played it and was like amazed at the gameplay loop design of this game as a roguelike game and its time loop functions and how that functions into how you progress in that story. Like, trust me. Playing the same level 70 times in a row on paper does not sound good. But the way Deathloop uh, tailors its ongoing narrative and rewards your repetition is fantastic. Uh, This game was my game of the year for a while, but after sitting there and thinking about it for a long period of time, I think its ending is very weak. Like, think Mm. the culmination of all the work you have to do to get to the ending kind of sucks. That's what dropped it down, even though I think, like, pound for pound in regards to the games I'm really talking about, it's probably the most polished uh, experience that was on my top five list. Let me ask a quick question. So, is the journey to get to the end worth it? Should I just, like, YouTube the ending, or should I just, like... I'm never going to tell you to YouTube a game's ending. That's the wrong thing that That being said... I mean, you do have The Last of Us, too. <laughs> I'm gonna leave this podcast. I, I think I've, I think I rejoined the podcast. I think it's the wrong group to come back to. Uh, but no, if if you cannot, like, if you play this game and you get through its sort of like tutorial section where it's teaching you how its loot function works, and you're not interested yeah. in playing this game, yeah, 100. I, I don't care because the game is not going to grow on you. It's going to get really tedious and repetitive because that's essentially what the right, core of the right. game is. Right. But like, yeah, yeah, definitely with three. Uh, my two is Life is Strange: uh, True Colors. I love Life is Strange games. Uh, I think in the world of Telltale-esque adventure narrative games, uh, Dot Nod was doing the better version of those games in terms of just pure quality of the games. You can make an argument of narrative structure, and I think there is an actual argument there about in terms of narrative. But in terms of like an actual game, I think they were making the better product. And so I, I yeah. was a, I've been a big fan of them, and I was very interested to see what would happen when the Dot Nod team went off to do other things including uh, Vampire, a game that no one talks about, which is a fucking fantastic game. But uh, <laughs> Deck Nine was given uh, the reins, and they did Before the Storm, which I didn't play because I'm not a Chloe Walsh fan, but I kind of might have to go back to play that game if it's as any good as this one. Uh, this is the best of the Life Strange franchise in terms of the narrative, the actual presentation of the game, the actual gameplay itself. In mm-hmm. that it does a lot of interesting things with what a essentially point and click walking simulator can be in terms of what you can do with that game. These are my favorite Life is Strange characters and protagonists. Uh, in fact, like I know everyone loves Max and want to see more of Max and Chloe. I don't give a shit about those two characters. <laughs> uh, just give me more of this main character and more stories with this main character, unless you're doing a Life is Strange Avengers, which I would be happy to see. They uh, might do it. Uh, and then my game of the year is uh, It Takes Two. 
it was super funny in that I've been playing this game all fucking year. <laughs> and I'm not going to go into reason why I've been playing this game all fucking year. But it's taking a long time for me to start playing this game and finish it. And when I started playing this game in the early days where there were no really good games coming out and it was just like Ratchet, I'm like, oh, this is my game of the year. Like, it was like, I was just in the early moments of that game because it's just like how inventive those games are. And I think Joseph, mm-hmm. after playing Joseph Ferris' other two games, uh, Brothers, yeah. The Tale of Two Sons, and A Way Out, this dude's general idea of game design is insane in that it is. he doesn't conform to mm-hmm. what any other development studio would do. Any other development studio would spend nine months prototyping one piece of gameplay and then build a game around it where this dude spends that nine months prototyping 50 different types of gameplay and then uh, developing them it. to like the pinnacle of what you can do on a double A budget in that street. Like there's not a section of this game that I wouldn't want to play an actual like fully fledged adventure with the mechanics that they built there because of how strong they are. But long story short, it was started off the game as a game of the year. It uh, disappeared in the shuffle because I played other really strong games. There was a period of time where Deathloop was my game of the year. It was a period where Life is Strange was my game of the year. But by the end of the year, when I sat down and completed the game with my partner, it was one of those experiences where, like, man, this is the most fun I've had playing a video game all year. Just straight up. This is the most fun I've had playing a co-op game of all year. And this is the most impressed I've ever been playing a game in every way. So, yeah, uh, it takes two with my game of the year. Nice. Word. Is it me? Uh, Sean. Well, these are in no particular order. They have no uh, subtitles, subgenres, or anything like that. Whoa. <laughs> you know, I'm not, not, not complex true. like y'all. Okay. Two of them do. Sure. Okay. 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 I played a Plague Tale this year, but I don't think it came out. No, it came out. I think it's, it's two years ago. I thought the sequel fun. came out this year. The, the, sequel the comes the out this coming year. Out allegedly. But, um, and on Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll give Gary. them my $60. Um no, but it it left a uh it left an impact on me. It was one of my more memorable games when I went through the list of everything I played for the year. It was something that stuck out that I wanted to see more of. Yeah, I played Ratchet and Clank, but I played a bunch of Ratchet and Clanks. And if that was your intro to Ratchet and Clank games then you know, it was the bee's knees. Um it just had better graphics for me. I still enjoyed wow. it a lot, but um, <laughs> I think I, I think I just enjoyed a Plague Tale a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, like you Avery called it a said, baby boo boo game. <laughs> <laughs> like Avery said, um, it uses the face of the MCU characters, but they're deeper than that. But that, I think that's just by design. With video games, you spend more time with characters, so they're able to build a story more. Um, mm-hmm. It was a game I didn't want to see end. Granted, I wish the controls were a little bit better. Um, ah, I, I don't even know if we're going to see another sequel. We got uh, other games coming out before we even see something like that again. Yeah. And uh, Returnal. More people should play Returnal. Returnal. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was not set up for a sequel, though, so I don't know if we're ever going to see anything mm-hmm. like this again. I don't think... Uh, we need to. <laughs> Who made it? Wait. Who said that? side comments. That's on fire right now. Just that's okay. He's the last one to go. So we go. <laughs> I didn't even know he's seen it or played it, but um, I've seen it, and it doesn't look like anything I want to play. 
<laughs> well, no, actually, the ally, I, it does. It's just I don't have the tolerance to play. Well, yeah, Cam's a glutton for punishment, so this is absolutely ooh, <laughs> ooh, talk I, that shit, Sean. Returnal's <laughs> in my top ten. <laughs> um, God, what's the name of the damn uh, developer again, though? But I don't think they've Housemark. made. Oh, um, yeah, I don't think they've made sequels oh, to their games, right? I think they made a Dead Nation two. Did they? And how, mama how long does something out. like that take to make? You know what I mean? It's <laughs> cooking mama too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're going to see another Returnal 2, or but um, the narrative was great. The gameplay was great. Um, it's a game that you get better at the more you play it. It just looks hard. Um, and it got better once they introduced that suspend feature. Um, oh, yeah, I beat it with the suspend. Save suspend. Uh, yeah, 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 to answer yeah. your question, yeah, they haven't made a sequel to a game. I was thinking of uh, Alien Nation, which is their spiritual sequel mm. to Dead Nation. Mm. Mm. Okay, yeah. Did they make Resogun or whatever it is? Yes, they yes. did. That was the uh, first PlayStation Plus free game for mm. PS4. Okay. Oh, is that your game? Ah. Yeah. Ah, all right, all right. All right, uh, next up is Douglas. All right, Um. so my job is related to the pandemic and as this pandemic has been to a new phase so too has been my job obligation so my time for gaming has been quite thank limited. you for your service uh, mm-hmm. you're welcome <laughs> thank you for your patience here's um, <laughs> a ten dollar so, gap coupon <laughs> <laughs> you, you can always donate to my law firm we gladly accept checks um, I would say that you know, when it comes to gaming experience, um, I just try to think about what's like the best time I had in gaming. And I would say most notably it's been my time with Fortnite. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not necessarily going to say it's the best multiplayer experience, although I've played quite a few multiplayer games this year. But Fortnite definitely has been a very remarkable place in my own personal gaming journey. And the fact that it's the one thing which um, made me really rethink about Battle Royales it's also been a common place for many of my friends that I play with on the PS network to come together and play, even though of us who also are not great fans of Battle Royale, but we love that the Epic is continually iterating on this game, releasing new licenses. Right now we got Spider-Man, we have Star Wars, we have easy characters. Like they're always continually bringing new things to pull you into the game. And they're always trying to find new ways to keep people engaged. And in turn, bringing people like me who didn't think that Battle Royals was for them to actually open their minds up to something different. So I would say in terms of my best gaming experience, I would have to give the nod to Fortnite. Uh, I will add two games that came up here in this discussion here. Um, one, Hitman 3, I would say has beautiful graphics and I love the story and I just love the utter creativity. Of it, I just don't think I have really spent as much time as I wish I could on Pitman Three. But you know, I enjoyed the previous uh, installments of the game. I'm looking forward to what it may bring in the future with that subscription. And then it takes two. I love a good couch co-op game, and what I love about this game is that it's an opportunity to bring people right now. Not only that, me and my spouse have been playing, but also with me and one of my friends, we're just through the finish pass playing through it takes two so i'm going through the campaign with two separate people uh independently and it's just i'm just enjoying each playthrough i mean it's just a gorgeous game although i will say um in particular to me and my partner uh we can't do the side games like like we're way too damn good we work well <laughs> together <laughs> but like you know yeah, we play that 
you know, I'm playing Cody and, and, and he's playing May. And when we were doing a little like peekaboo game and I won a lot of times and it was like, no, we're leaving. We're leaving and we're going to go back to the main campaign. It's like, okay, great. <laughs> if, fine. It, so, so, so yeah, we, we don't, if you, if you look at my record with my it takes two partner uh they did wash me in multiple games uh so yeah that's why we only played them once and we moved on yes <laughs> yes i'm like this will lead cody to and may getting a divorce no 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 no, no. <laughs> so right now i'm enjoying my time right now we are you know this is a game i bought months ago uh but now in the, in the holiday season where a lot of things have slowed down so we're now getting the opportunity to play these games and so i'm just enjoying my journey with it takes you i hope we have more couch co-op opportunities in the future from the industry and also lastly vampire uh we will have to talk oh. more about that game okay because i'm making a sequel to that game no oh, wait is it that. is it vampire you're talking about it's it's technically vampire it's vampire oh, okay. it's okay. like okay. sure it's the same game <laughs> You know what? It's just like people's name. You want to put a change your eye to a what? Okay, what ifs? But yes, vampire. Um, we can talk more about that offline because I got <laughs> thoughts about that game. <laughs> That's a weird justification. I mean, because vampire and vampire, like literally, that like you can literally pronounce them difference. anyway. Yeah, I think you can pronounce them in either okay. way. You uh, find. I just call like neighborhood with a O. Were you? <laughs> Vampire. Like, the reason why I was just making sure we were talking about the same game because I, you know, a game could be called Vampire and another game could be called Vampire, and I just, I wouldn't know. Vampire with the hard. Wire. I know because it, it's not attached to Gundam. That's why you wouldn't know. <laughs> with a hard. Wire. Yeah, I, yeah, you're right. It's if not. There's attached no flying to robots in it. You would definitely wouldn't know. The so, day it is. Though, <laughs> <laughs> well, I must say, Cam, you got so much to say on everybody else's games. What have oh, they been exactly. playing? Exactly. Um. So. Uh, I'd actually say my game of the year. It doesn't matter what your games of the year are. <laughs> <laughs> this has been an episode of Pressing Story Podcast. We hope you're just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, would actually be uh was it Metroid? Um so Red? I don't like Metrovania games. And so this was actually a game that I really liked. It was difficult for me. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. It was my first time ever playing a Metroid Samus type game. So the only one I've ever played was Castlevania hmm. um, back on PS1. Oh, okay. And uh, so I've never played the OG Metroid games. And so this was very fun. It was cool to um, see Nintendo take their original formula and then update it. Um, it was always interesting to see how Samus lose their power every single game. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> this game actually made me interested in the Samus lore that I spent after I beat it, I spent a significant amount of time uh, watching videos explaining the Samus lore. And so after that, I was like, wow, they really told a cohesive story from my perspective on why Samus is the way she is, uh, why this particular villain mattered. I like their parry function, um, a lot of the things that they implement in the game. It was really, really fun. And I start a lot of games on my Switch and I don't finish them. And this was probably the first game on my Switch that I started this year and finished. Yeah. Look at you um, starting you know, Pokemon finishing it like a. Like yeah. I, so, by the way, I, I started Pokemon um, Diamond and Pearl. Uh, I think I got Diamond mm-hmm. and then I didn't finish it. And I bought Nexomon, which is like the other like bootleg oh, Pokemon joint. Yeah. Actually, kind of fun. The, the issue is we got I'm Pokemon at home. Yeah. And I go in thinking about Pokemon and it doesn't <laughs> play like Pokemon. And so then I get 
frustrated and I stopped playing it. Okay. Have you heard of uh, um, Temtem? Yes, but I had never yeah. played it. Is it yeah. good? Same here. I'm gonna try that. Um, so my next game is Guardians of the Galaxy. Similar points that everybody said. Um, I watched the video preview and I was like, oh, this game's gonna be trash. And then one of my uh the, <laughs> one of the game reviewers I like, um, he reviewed the game and said it was surprisingly good. So I just went ahead and bought it. And I really, really enjoyed it. Like everyone else said, Guardians of the Galaxy is my least favorite property in the MCU. Like, I don't like the movies. I don't like Star-Lord as a character. Um, actually, I don't like anyone in that, in that movie. Really? maybe <laughs> uh, Drax and Mantis. I don't like Okay, I was about to say, because, like, Batista's a pretty lot of great. It's not like anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's only two, really. But, like, I don't like any of the stories that they tell in the MCU around that cadre of people. Yeah. Interesting. Damn, um, is xenophobic. <laughs> I don't want no aliens in my movies. <laughs> and so, to play this game, I actually how dare <laughs> to play this game. I actually really, really liked the story. Um, mm-hmm. The only person I didn't like in the game was Rocket, just because he literally was an asshole for no reason at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really wouldn't say no told. reason, Marcus. But, uh, Marcus pretty I'm, much. I'm, you know, I'm leaving. Like, I'm leaving like, on. I'm leaving. <laughs> I mean, I'm about to say, he's... my my, right. I killed my sister. Oh, she's dead. Awesome. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not saying no. I'm not saying he wasn't a jerk. I'm just saying there are reasons. Hurt people, hurt people. Hey, I crossed group to almost die. Don't tell on me. You told on me. You were a jerk. I'm like, dude, you almost killed group. You're a right. jerk. I know. You're a jerk. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really, really liked it. Um, I, the gameplay didn't bother me that much. I think because I was looking for something that was just kind of easy to get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, my main gripe, as you heard from the other podcasts, was the ending. I just hated that whole fake ending business. It, it was stupid oh. to me. I, I was just like, whatever, dude. Um, and then the other game, I put this on here largely because Avery's on the podcast. Um, I would agree with your assessment. It's in my top 10. <laughs> it's uh, the Mass Effect Andromeda remaster. Um, so for Got those who remember Andromeda, the last- <laughs> Mass Effect Andromeda remaster. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the Mass Effect trilogy remaster. This nigga wants so- to die. <laughs> so, for those who are like new to the podcast, Avery's actually last episode on this podcast <laughs> this season was when we he and I got into this beef for Mass Effect Andromeda, and so it's so fitting that point out there was more shit going on in my life other than no, but what he's saying is a true statement. <laughs> I like to attribute your disappearance to the fact that I said Mass Effect Andromeda was like a good game. <laughs> I just like to believe that fundamentally broke you. But <laughs> we, were, we were also recording this in person, so he looked me in the eye when he told me that my <laughs> dropped him. <laughs> was serious. So like after after so I gave serious. him like a ten minute <laughs> breakdown of what his game has problems. As the person who was sitting in the middle of them when they were saying this, it was supremely awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it got so tense. And in hindsight, over oh, video right, games, that game was trash. I don't think it's trash. I don't think it's great. With right, let's, get on track. let's get back on track. I know. But anyway, Mass Effect Andromeda, I'd never played one. It was good to play one, even though the gameplay was kind of wonky. It was good to revisit two, which was my entry into that universe, and come back to three. 
Um, it was just wonderful. Bioware did a fantastic job tying all three games together. I mean, I mean, I know it's been said multiple times, but literally the decisions you make in one have story impacts in three. And I just thought that was just so phenomenal. Like, it, like no one's ever done anything like that. Um, and then honorable mention, this is going to get me like all the like hate that I've been getting out. My honorable <laughs> mention is actually Outriders. I knew it. I knew there was going to be something. Cam, I'm gonna be honest. After DJ said uh, Gundam Code Fairy, there's absolutely nothing you could have said that would have been like a bigger cam. Gundam Code Fairy is a better game than Outriders. Okay, Gundam Code Fairy has a better story than Outriders. Cam, what's the story of Outriders? Go. Exactly, it's trash. So that's what I'm saying. No, no. What what story of Outriders? I mean, story Outriders is actually like Earth is actually like dying, and so then they go to like this planet to find like some mineral. Something happens, it blows up. You get fast forward like, years in the future. Yeah, yeah, that's and you're right. like some superpower in being. I mean, it's not yeah. really the story for me. It's really the 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 gunplay, and like no, like literally the gunplay feels good. The powers yeah. feel good. Um, like that's once a pretty fun game. Issues. Yeah. Once they fix the issues with the loot, which they've done, it actually feels rewarding. The play you get like rewarded for your. Hey, did you pay? Your did you pay full price for Outriders? Uh, no, I thought that joint was on sale, my dude. All right, good. I did not pay for full price for that game either. So. No, no, I got it was like fifteen dollars. You. You're yeah. a smart man. That's about You're as much as it's worth. But yeah, you know th- that list was looking too good to not have something like trash on it. <laughs> but that's it. That's really it for me, though. Okay. All right. Uh, wow, that is our games of 2021. Um. Wow, we, we normally don't end early. Uh, this is kind of <laughs> awkward. <laughs> well, um, we hope you enjoyed this episode as much as all of us enjoy just being on cast and, and you know, just having fun and, and having a good time. Um, oh, I didn't do the subscriber thing. Actually, hey, if you like this episode and you thought it was a great episode and deserves at least a like, well, make sure you just hit that like button. And then and then if you haven't, hit that subscribe button. And then next to it, you see a notification bell. Hit that as well. If you hit all those three things, you, my friend, will be my friend. Well, no. One of the good ones. Weird. You're just a good person. You're just a good person. And we, we appreciate it. Um, yeah, so thanks. Uh, with that being said, this has been our 2021 Games of the Year podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoy making it. Don't forget to rate and review some of your favorite podcasting apps and on that YouTube platform. Um, you let know, us know what counts. you disagree with. And yeah, thank you for us... hanging in with us all this well, year. I mean, appreciate it. I mean, we... True. DJ did a good job of making sure that we all were just talking about our own personal game of the year list. We weren't actually having any actual conversations on what was the actual game of this year. Ooh. Right. We weren't we weren't fighting because obviously the game of the year is Genshin Impact. Uh, uh, in case you're saying uh, you let us know what's wrong by DJ's <laughs> list is asked. <laughs> um uh, yeah, in case you're saying you can find all the details on the Warner website at pressxnumber2start.com. Until next time, we'll be actually going through our Fantasy League games and picking the new Fantasy League games for 2022. Um, so that's going to be a good time. Um, if possible, quick, quick preview, all of us. There, there are winners and there are fucking losers. <laughs> <laughs> this last year. <laughs> Who are you saying? Who are you talking about? Who are you talking about? Hey, 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 hey! You have to tune in. You have to tune in. Hey, but but here, to here, here's the knowledge drop. 
I technically have lost this at zero point zero points. Well, well, you weren't around yeah, when we first started, so you're not you're not counted. But there's oh, definitely oh, a loser. Right, then there's someone else with a big ass loser. <laughs> I was just right. trying to save, I was just trying to help somebody. I was trying to help people out. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, you know, you be safe. You have a good year and enjoy it with us because we will be around here, you know, doing the thing, and you will be watching us and listening to us as as you should, as you're doing right now. So take care and peace out.